Okay. Right, folks. Well, um, this morning I did intend to start our teaching series on Ephesians, um, but I kind of felt as there was so much that happened during the week, I, I figured that I needed to share kind of what happened and what God said and what God spoke to us through the week. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we had a, uh, three evenings where we opened the building uh, for people to gather together just simply to pray. And uh, we encourage you to fast and to focus on Jesus and, uh, and then to feast, which we did on the Friday evening together as we had our takeaways. And that was just a hugely um, exciting week. For those of you who were there, thank you for being there. We were so encouraged by the number of people that got out and did that. And by the way, if you, if you missed it or you're unable or you didn't know about it, uh, don't worry about that uh, at all. But what I intend to do this morning is really share with you uh, some of the things that came up. Before I do that, let me try and put it a little bit into context. Last week we spoke about um, the Philippians chapter 3, how Paul considered all the things of his previous life rubbish. All the ways that he tried to ascertain rightness and godliness um, through the things that he did by studying the scriptures diligently, by uh, persecuting Christians by following the letter of the law and everything that law, the law outlined, he considered those things as rubbish that he may gain Christ. He considered trying to gain a righteousness of his own rubbish instead of a righteousness that comes through faith in Jesus. And we explained that. And we kind of ended with that passage where he says, one thing that I do is I forget the past that we might go forwards. And I, I recalled that, that thing from Forrest Gump, how he went for that long run. And at the end of it, it was three years and two months of running in the film. Um, he, he explained the, the pearl of wisdom from his mother that my mama says that I have to put the past behind me so that I can move on. And we encouraged ourselves as a people, as individuals, to put the past behind ourselves that we might move on and the word or the words for us as a church and as individuals for this year we really sense God speaking to us is that we're to grow up that we are to mature and I encourage each one of us to go away and to think and to pray what does that look like what does that look like for me to grow up what are the things what are the areas in which I need to develop and we really sense that for individuals and I would encourage you to to really go before the father and kind of say well what is that what what is the areas of growth that are you calling me to grow in that was the first thing and then the second thing was what is it collectively as a church that we want to grow in and so what we did was our three days of coming before the Lord and saying God, what is it that you're after? We sense certain things that you're speaking to us about, but show us more. Show us more of your heart for ourselves, but also uh, for our community. And as I did this, as I kind of went through everything that God spoke to me, I came up with these two uh, words, identity and invitation, and I ended up having to think of a third one because not all the words fitted nicely into those two boxes. I tried to think of another one beginning with the letter I, and I couldn't. Uh, but I came up with enlightenment. It's kind of nearly there. You could kind of spell it with an I, couldn't you? Um, but there you go. That would be completely cheating. Um, so here we are, a very well-known uh, passage. 
Uh, very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. This very well-known verse illustrates the beauty of relationship that Jesus had with his father. And he's literally saying this. He's saying, I, Jesus, son of God, can do nothing except without the help of my father. I can't do these things. And for ourselves, we as individuals and as a people, we can do nothing without the help of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And those who labor by themselves, in their own strength, labor in vain. And we're inviting God at the beginning of our year that he would be the builder, that he would be the one who builds his church. And the gates of hell will not prevail. He's given us, his people, the keys the keys of his kingdom, and he entrusts them to us, and he invites us to partner with him and partner with his heart that we might go do that stuff together. It's hugely exciting that he gives us the keys, but it's him who builds, and it's him that reigns, and it's him that we worship, and it's him that we glorify, that it's always about him and never about us or stuff. So, I'm going to share lots of information, lots of things that were uh, shared uh, with us this week. Uh, but I kind of thought I would start with this. This kind of best encapsulates what we sense God has spoken to us about for our identity as a people, but also the invitation of what he's calling us to do. And it's brilliantly, brilliantly read um, in the message. And as we read this, would you please remind yourself of what I shared with you last week and many times before. The motto of this town is written in Latin, which I'm not going to quote, but the translation of the Latin means the glory of the old made new. So think that as we read this through together. If you get rid of unfair practices, quit blaming victims, quit gossiping about other people's sins. If you're generous with the hungry and start giving yourselves to the down and out, your lives will begin to glow in the darkness. Your shadowed lives will be bathed in sunlight. I will always show you where to go. I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places, firm muscles, strong bones. You'll be like a well-watered garden, a gurgling spring that never runs dry. You'll use the old rubble of past lives to build anew. Rebuild the foundations from out of your past. You'll be known as those who can fix anything. Restore old ruins. Rebuild and renovate. Make the community livable again. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that just incredible? When I read those words, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Isn't that us? Isn't that the heart of God for us as a people? If we stop unfair practices, if we stop blaming other people, if we stop gossiping about other people, if we start giving and serving the poor, we will glow in the darkness. We will have a full life in empty places. We will never run dry. Those of us, you feel that sense of just emptiness, that sense of Oh, I don't know, you know, what's happening? Where's my life taking me? All that sort of stuff. 
Do the other things. Start giving. Start serving the poor. Start giving of yourselves and acting in the way that God has spoken to you about. And we together will use old rubble of the past. The old rubble of our past lives. The things that have gone before us. Like Paul says last week in Philippians 3. Is forgetting the past. But using the old rubble of that in order to build anew, to rebuild foundations. Those of you who have encountered pain and suffering and addiction and all kinds of stuff that's gone on in you, God has just this unbelievable knack of, of restoring but using that for good. To use that awful, awkward, terrible, sad storm of that season in your life He's a restorer of all things. And he uses those things to bless and set other people free. It's what God does. He's into renewing and restoring, setting individuals free that we might then go do that with other people. I've seen it in our lives. I've seen it in so many other lives. It's what he's into. We'll become known as the people that can fix anything. Restorers, rebuilders and renovators. And will make the community livable again. Isn't this, I mean that, that's enough. We could kind of say amen and let's go home now. That's enough really. But there's more. There's lots more that, was, that God uh, shared with his people. And these are the things that I think God spoke to us about our identity. And um, it's important to remember that Jesus had his identity as the son of the father. He can only do what he sees the Father doing. And I think it's important for us that we know who we are in him. And here are some of the things that were shared. God wants to establish us and our identity as individuals. Who we are meant to be. Don't be afraid to step out. Many of us struggle with stepping out. And what we're meant to do simply because of fear, because of guilt, because of shame, because of just not feeling good enough. And my experience is this. As, as you begin to step out, that, those feelings tend to look after themselves. Those feelings of not being good enough or not gifted enough or not up to the task, that stuff just seems to work itself out. As we go, we grow. And that's often the way. Last year as a church, God gave us the word grace. This year he is saying to us again, grace. Being people of deep joy, no matter if we're facing the storm, going through it or coming out of it, that we would be anchored in him and have a deep joy. And we know of several individuals in our, in our congregation, in, the, in our church here, that right now you're facing the storm of your life. And, uh, and just uh, some encouragement to you, it's a season. A storm comes and a storm passes. Better weather is forecasted. It's on its way. It's on its way. But... Still, in the midst of the storm, as you press into Jesus, as you press into community, as you do life with each other, God holds you up and still has this unbelievable um, ability to release joy through you. I was chatting with a dear friend of mine just yesterday, who uh, right now is a storm in, in this person's life. And as they're finding life incredibly difficult, someone else who's facing the same situation just said, you're, you're, you're one of my heroes. You're, you're a hero in what you're, I can't believe what you're doing right now. And it's because this person is pressing into Jesus. 
and the joy is still released through that storm. Psalm 121 um, was, was spoken. He watches over us and let, will not let us go. Keep our focus on Jesus. God is for us 100%. No doubt, no question, even when we get it wrong. And Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. The news of the pressure within the A&E uh, in our uh, hospitals this week, those of you who listen to the news, prompted a sense that God was saying that we need to have a reputation of a hospital church because actually our cure never runs out or becomes overwhelmed. Get this sense of, uh, of our thing as come as you are. Just come as you are. That we would be known in our town, in our community as that, as that place. You can just go there as you are. Just come. That we would be known as a people where if you're sick, you go there. They pray for you. Healing is there. Healing is in that place. And we speak it out. We declare that. We are carriers and bringers of the kingdom for both our, of our community locally and nationally. Reminded of uh, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, unity in the body where every part works in unity to bring the kingdom and meet the needs of our community. He will honor and glorify the weak and the poor. And again, someone else shared the same scripture. We are all gifted in different ways and are vital. When we work together, it brings power. Folks, if you're a guest uh, here this morning, one of the things we often say is everyone gets the play. And we mean it. You come to our church for any time, we're going to give you a job. And folks, if you've been coming for some time now, you haven't got a job, you need to get a job. You need to serve. You need to get involved. You need to roll up your sleeves and, and get on board and, and serve in that way. Not because I'm telling you to, but because it's part and parcel of being a disciple of Jesus. It's about laying down your life and getting stuck in. And the blessing comes as you get stuck in and as you go. That's the excitement. But don't just sit there and hold back. God's got something for you. And our job is to see it, is to agree with it and release it and go. Honestly, I cannot tell you how exciting it is when we see individuals come alive and do the very things that God has shown them to do. There's a brilliant one coming up. I'm going to share it. And, it, and I know who, who spoke it, and I know who God spoke to that person about, and I think there might be other people who he's saying the same thing to you about. And I'll put you in touch with the person who said it. Oh, the intrigue. You can't wait, can you? <laughs> You know, isn't it amazing that, that God invites us into partnership, into doing the things of the kingdom. And our job is to see it, is to agree with it and release it and go for it. Oh, settle down. Picture of a big tree and a small sapling growing along, uh, alongside as a church. We are still small and growing. We can become oaks of righteousness, which we read about in Isaiah 61. Then this person felt drawn to they will become oaks of righteousness. The people that we serve in our community, that they themselves will be restorers and rebuilders. And, um, you know, it kind of goes on from what I said there. Our job is to, is to equip the saints for works of service that we train and we release others. And the people that we engage with, they're going to encounter Jesus and Jesus is going to change their lives. And they will be called oaks of righteousness. So those people in the different communities in our town, as they encounter the love of Jesus, they will be known in those places of oaks of righteousness. 
It's so, so exciting. It, I think so often we think, oh, you know, we're a church and we're going to go and take, I'm not going to name a community, uh, a part of our town and we're going to show them Jesus and we're going to love them. And all Yes, yes, we do. Yes, we serve our community. But it, we want to release God's kingdom on individuals who are already in our different communities within the town, that they would be known as the oaks of righteousness. John 15, the vine and the branches. Without me, you can do nothing. He's calling us to remain in him. There's that song, my faith is in you. The battle is yours. A reminder, our our identity. It's about him. It's got to be about him. It's got to be through him. And that we must remain in him. That we act in and through his power, not in our own strength, not on our own agenda. And here's the ones that didn't quite fit in the two words, the identity or the invitation. Here are the enlightenment. These are the ones that sort of stand alone a wee bit. And lots of them are pictures and images that God spoke to individuals. And I'm just going to speak them out, share them with you. They might make a lot of sense to individuals. Uh, but otherwise, uh, pray into them and, and share more. There could be, I sense there's be more that will come from just simply sharing these. First one, there's a picture of someone standing with a lit candle. And then they turn to the person beside them and lit their candle and so on and so on. Until instead of just one lit candle, there was a multitude of light working together shines brightly. God's kingdom is like the flowing water. It will overflow into the community like unstoppable waters. Picture of a legal-looking document, possibly a deed. I watched it being rubber-stamped, approved at the bottom, and then when it was put into an envelope, a red seal was applied. Something for everyone. Um, uh, Seen this strapline on a poster and thought how amazing it were uh, for a church that was known as this being a place where there was something for everyone. Cue, Mr. Fugar. Cue. Goodness me. Sorry, I apologize. I've got man flu today. Oh, I don't expect any sympathy from the women. The guys know what it's like. Um, I've got probably about a minute and a half. All Paul's asked me to share about is um, just a couple of folks who we've come into contact with uh, with regard to food and the food bank. Um, the uh, Citizens Advice phone us one day and just said they had somebody in, didn't give us obviously any details, just a gentleman who ended up uh, the previous night sleeping rough in the town and just needed some date. And could we maybe just make him some lunch? So he eventually turned up late, and uh, probably it was probably very hard for him to, to walk in through the door to take some lunch. And uh, he was very quiet, didn't want to chat, just wanted something to eat because he was hungry. So he got something to eat, and then he left. Um, <coughs> sympathy, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, then we were contacted through a housing association from Ballymena, so they got to hear about us um, through Belfast Vineyard and their storehouse. And they had a, a gentleman who was in their accommodation and was kind of moving out of that and wanted to be more independent, and he's, he's managed to get a, a house here in Carrick. Now, he has a few issues in his life, uh, which 
I'll, I'll sort of say he's just, just hard for him. He's, he's struggling. Uh, but the crux of it is he was lying on his floor with a, basically a sleeping bag in this house in Carrick. And that's all he's got. No furniture, no nothing. Um, his history is such that he's a very proud man and doesn't want to take any help. And the lady who came from this housing association said, look, Steve, we may bring this food back because he may not take it because he's so proud. The amazing thing is he took the bag of food and was glad to have it. And hopefully that's the next step for him is that he can possibly, through us doing some work with the Elam Church, uh, accept some furniture from their storehouse, the furniture stuff that they have. Hopefully he'll do that. So that would be amazing. Thanks for sharing. It's beginning, isn't it? It's beginning. The ways, you know, all the, the things that we've talked about and talked about, about us wanting to engage with the community, it's happening. It's happening. And don't despise the days of small things. There's going to be loads, loads more. Please, folks, continue to bring in your food uh, items and grocery items and bring them in and leave them on the table as you come to church. Uh, that would be fantastic. Here's another one. Picture of a bus depot where there was a line of empty buses. Drivers began to climb into them. And I saw that they were being trained to drive the buses. Buses are used to get people from A to B. I felt that the Lord was emphasizing the training aspect. Those who were trained would be able to help other people to get to the next stage of their spiritual journey. And then another one. Just heard the word regeneration. Uh, another one has seen a group of us working on a production line. We were producing baby bottles representing new Christians. Also seen the enemy trying to trip us up by tying shoelaces together. But as God's people moved in step totally together in unity, no one tripped. As we fill the venue with multitudes of prayers, it becomes a place of presence where people coming in using our building will experience the presence of God. And then there was a picture of the, of the, the tide coming up during the week. Uh, those of you might have seen it yourselves with your own eyes or maybe images, but there was a, there was a picture of the water that rose uh, above uh, Fisherman's Quay and also at the harbour, picture uh, of uh, that place at, uh, where King, King Billy's landing place was. It's some part of, the, there's a pier there, and the plaque was kind of over uh, the water kind of, the flood came up and over the top of it. And uh, there was this sense that there was a, the water has its cleansing properties. That it was cleansing um, the negative kind of concepts of things there. And that God was calling us to tear down strongholds uh, that were not right, but also to establish new spiritual kingdom strongholds. And then we're coming into the third section then, an invitation. Here's an invitation to what God was speaking again through his people to individuals, but to us as a church, and just felt very strongly that we should share this this morning. God wants to shake us up from complacency. Don't get comfortable. Folks, this is not a church where you will ever feel comfortable in. Hmm, let me just reword that. We, we hope that you feel at home here, okay? But... We will not be the kind of church that you're going to be comfortable. You know, do you know what I mean? It's that aspect of God's going to keep wanting you to partner with him and take you deeper and take you further. Um, you know what I mean. I hope you understand the, the difference there. Um, he says, my spirit is on the move. My kingdom is here. Are you looking? 
Open your eyes and see what I am doing. We need to be like watchmen, watching on the walls to see him moving, focused and dedicated to his course. Folks, let's be, let's be looking. Let's be looking for the signs of the kingdom. When things like the waters rise and they haven't risen like that, the, the, the seas hasn't risen like that since 1903, that's pretty significant. Look for the signs. What's he speaking? What is he thundering literally from heaven? What is it that he's speaking through the words on a billboard in a shop? What is it that he's speaking to you about that person that's just recently come into your life? What is it? What is it? Look for the signs. Look for what he's saying. Because otherwise, that's just a nice verse. We read the verse and go, oh, watchman on the walls. Oh, yeah, I've read that before. That's nice. But let's be looking. Let's be seeking. What is it? Where is he at work? Ezekiel 47, sense that we need to go deeper. Trust that the Holy Spirit will flow through us and that the flowing water will bring in many different people. Listen carefully for his voice in every situation to hear him clearly so that we can speak into people's lives in a way that will impact and make a difference. Um, God wants to move us on much quicker than we expect him to. Oh, praise the Lord. Those of you who know me, I, I, I don't like to see it. I don't like the rest. It's like, go, go, go. Let's keep going. And, and uh, you know, to hear God's on the move and he's moving quicker than we might sense. Wonderful. More involvement with other churches and Christians in the town. When all work together, we could achieve so much more, showing people Jesus. And my sense on that is whenever there's something that engages the church with our community, yes, it's good for partnership. Yes, it's right that we come together. Regardless of maybe differences theologically, if it's about winning the lost and showing love, yes, let's partner together. Um, here we go. There's a person here, wants a person, maybe others, to pursue helping foreign nationals in our town. Don't know how, but has a deep passion that it is what God is calling them to, to love them and draw close to them. That's the one that I alluded to earlier. God's spoken to an individual about this. It's fantastic. And I wonder if there's others here that that's, that's God's given you a heart for that. He's spoken to you about that. And if that is you, please come tell me because I'll put you in touch with the person who it was. That would be good. Matthew 18, be humble like children, not cause others to stumble in their faith, be encouragers and coaches and cheering others on. It's like the question in that passage was asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom? The greatest is those who come like a child and we need to continue to develop a childlike faith and come before him like that. And while we're on the subject of children, those um, who welcome the child too, it's like we're welcoming, we're literally welcoming Jesus. Last week, um, we, we count how many people are here each week, okay? So I hope you don't mind, but that's just that. It is important to us. There were 144 people last week. 80 of them were adults, and 64 of them were under the age of 18. Isn't that unbelievable? You know, that, that's absolutely astounding and incredible. And we thank Jesus that he's given us so many children. It's absolutely brilliant. And I sense that God is releasing the keys to the kingdom to our children as much, if not more so, than us, the big people. It's going to release it. It's going to do it through them as well as us. And we are to expect the kingdom to come. Not just hope for it, but we're to expect it. 
we will see his will done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm going to end with this one. And uh, what you see there in terms of the verses, the way that they've been cropped, are pretty much what was sent to me uh, by someone here in an email. And it leads into what I want to share with you before we finish this morning. It's taken from the book of Haggai. And this is what the Lord of the heavenly armies says. These people keep saying, no, the right time for rebuilding the Lord's temple has not yet come. Then this message from the Lord came by Haggai the prophet. Is it the right time for all of you to live in your own paneled houses while this house remains in ruins? Go up into the mountains, bring timber and reconstruct my house. Then I will be pleased with it and I will be honored, says the Lord. Haggai, the messenger of the Lord, spoke to the people with a special commission from the Lord. I am with you, declares the Lord. Receiving this uh, was really encouraging. And um, now here's the thing. Folks, you know that the church is the people, right? But this passage does specifically talk about a place, a building, a temple. Temple was the house of the Lord, where the people went to the house of the Lord in order to worship the Lord. And we've felt for some time now that God has been speaking to us about a place of our own. A place that is Carrick Vineyard. It's, it's, it's our home. It's not a school hall that is rented or borrowed, uh, rented, um, or another building that we also rent, but a place that would become our home, our place. It would be um, the place that we get to worship, like this, that we would meet together. But it would also be a building that we get to do ministry from, that we get to do the very things that God has spoken to us about as a people. It's where we sense God is leading us as a people. So a building's a building. It's not a shrine. It's not a, oh, wow, look at that and all the rest. We, we would never be all fanciful about certain things about the church, about a building. Because a building's a building. But it's what goes on. It's what facilitates ministry through that building. So those verses and other verses seem to really highlight and um, confirm what I think we've been sensing for some time, that we would like um, a building of our own. And um, this next bit, what I'm going to share with you, I feel awkward about. I feel quite vulnerable about sharing. It kind of, um, we feel like we need to start the fund. We're going to do that. We're going to start a building fund today that puts money aside today and starts today for the future. And we're inviting you to partner with us in that. My heart's thumping now. I don't normally get nervous when I'm speaking, but this is a big deal. Liken it to um, an individual or a couple as you embark on life together and saving for a house. What we're doing today is we're setting money aside now, building for our future. And uh, that's what we're wanting to do. Now, normally when it comes to giving, you're not meant to sort of let the left hand show the right hand and all that, what you're giving. We're not meant to go blabbing it about, but we kind of feel that we need to share with you that today, Chantelle and I, we're going to give two and a half thousand pounds uh, towards starting 
a building fund. And um, that's money that we have, and it's money that we're going to release to the Lord and to the kingdom and for the future. And it um, feels quite vulnerable saying that. And um, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to us. And, um, and it's, uh, 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 that's that. Now, we're inviting you to do the same. Be it the same amount. Be it more. Be it less. Be it a lot less. The, the, value, the value and God is insignificant. The amount is between you and the Father. Absolutely. And may it always be. May it never be about human manipulation. May it always be about you and God and what he's calling you to do. But I would ask you to think about that now. Pray about that now. Go away and talk to your spouse. Talk about it. Look at finance. Look at all that stuff. But we would encourage you. We would urge you to consider uh, what, we're, what God's spoken to us about. This is part of growing up. We don't want to be a church that years and years down the line where we're still renting halls. We want a, a place of our own, a, a, a place where we can put our coat and put our hat on and say, this is it. Comfy pair of slippers. No, we're not comfortable. We don't do comfortable. And so in your envelope, you'll find uh, there's a piece of paper and uh, it just simply says building for our future. And on there, uh, there's a place to write your name and an email. Uh, or if you want to put a telephone number. And um, there's space for one-off gift. Uh, you might want to decide that today and uh, start, stick that in. That would be good. Um, or there's space for a pledge, which is, yeah, I promise to give such and such by the end of the month. Or within six months' time, I know that something's coming, and, uh, and I'd like to give that then. Um, and also, there's the opportunity to increase your, your monthly giving, uh, which would be specifically towards saving for a building. And uh, you can put that down. Now, all of that's on the sheet of paper, and you'll also find in there the, the gift aid envelope. And again, if you're a taxpayer, please, please make use of that. We get 25p for every pound that's given there. Um, and you can do that today, or you can go away, and you can think on that, you can pray on that, and you can um, bring that back next week. We're going to share about this again next week, not in so much detail, uh, but we will do that. And, uh, and then go and see Steve. Okay, You can give it to him by hand, or our wooden... Uh, giving box, just stick it in there if you'd like to. And uh, that would be that. If you've got questions, if you've got concerns, if you've got anything over what I've just said there or anything that's been shared, then uh, please do come and talk to me. Please don't... Yeah, please come and talk to me. That would be really, really good. <laughs>